0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. with Nissan on News Talk. Mick, are you a fan of Morrissey? Fan of Morrissey's music, actually. Let me ask that question first.
1: Fan of the Smiths. Okay. Uh, fan of the music that he made with uh, Johnny Marr uh, back in the eighties, uh, and yeah, there are songs that he's written since he went solo. Every day is like Sunday, uh, etc. That I would that I would really uh, like. Uh, but I think, like a lot of people who uh, really liked the music of the Smiths uh, back in the day, um, you know, when you when you hear uh, some of the stuff that Morrissey has been coming out with, I was going to say in recent years, but for quite some time now, uh, particularly on the issue of uh, racism, uh, I think it 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 sours uh, your feeling about the man, even though it means doesn't mean that you don't go back and listen to this charming man and what have you from 82
0: or what what have you. Well, I think the the mid 80s is when he first started talking about a black pop conspiracy uh, keeping down his, his band. So you're right. This has been going on for some years, the expression of these views. But do those views mean that it is harder for you to enjoy the music? Would you go and see Morrissey live?
1: No, I wouldn't go and see Morrissey live. Now, my... My little nephew is is probably going to kill me for this because he was at the gig the other night and enjoyed it uh, tremendously just about to turn uh, 18. Um, but I wouldn't because the question is, where do you draw the line on this stuff? Uh, and I think the idea of uh, handing over money to promote Morrissey's career and mm. uh, the way he uses the career as a platform to promote Uh, racist views these days, no, I wouldn't do that. But, you know, if if I'm leaving here uh, this evening and, you know, Smith's songs from 1984 1985 are there, I might stop and have a listen to it. Uh, So I draw the line at at giving the man money and I I don't listen to his
0: recent stuff. So that's how you separate the dancer from the dance, is if the dancer is going to make money off it, maybe... That, that that's how you kind of deal with it. Well, I listen to like, the
1: Smiths on Spotify and he probably makes a few bob out of that. But, but handing okay. over a wad of cash to go into Vicar Street, I would draw the line at that, yeah.
0: Regina, how do you separate the dancer from the dance? So
2: it is interesting. So first of all, and I, I'm no huge artist. I don't have any, you know, history in it. I love music. I love reading. I love good movies, the odd poem. But I wouldn't be in what really people think about art as in massive paintings and... You know, huge uh, liturgy works wouldn't be my forte, but you'll have to appreciate the art in its own right. And I think when you look at, when I do look at a painting, I don't need somebody to give me the whole backstory of a, uh, you know, of a painting or a song for me to say, geez, that's lovely. Or I really like that song because it's catchy or, you know, so I think you should be able to separate the artist from the art um, But that is hard. And I, we were talking about this earlier, like, so, you know, you might have loved a particular actor for years and then you hear something that's not very nice about them and suddenly, your you know, your view changes. So there has to be a line. I just don't know where it is a bit like Mick. When it comes to Morrissey, though, and I would have been a kid growing up in the 80s, you know, adoring bands in the 80s that made you feel a particular way. And it's funny, I look back now and all of the bands that I probably would have liked um, apart from maybe the New Romantic era, right, most of them would have been very political and would have been very left-leaning socialist-type messaging coming from them. Or the middle-of-the-road people like Peter Gabriel or Bruce Pinkstein still would have been, you know, railing against injustices in the world. And OK, there aren't obviously very many bands that are singing about, you know, the populist policies that either Fine Gael or the Tory party to dream about, you know, but you have to realise that people can appreciate art sometimes not even knowing what the message is behind it just for the sake of what it is. And then also the humanity of it comes into when you do discover that you're disappointed in something or somebody, it does change the way, Mick. You know the way you feel about somebody. So
0: yeah, it, it it is a funny one, and it's probably subjective, really, where where people draw the line. Most people probably deal with it on a case by case basis, don't they, Mick? You know, in, in in terms of controversy attaching itself to the artist or to the dancer. You know, for for some people, they can listen to the music of of Morrissey or Al Green or even Michael Jackson. They're not going to go back necessarily and watch the Cosby Show.
1: I th- I think that you know you, you, you're living in the world and you're a realist, and uh, you have to, up to a certain point, separate the artist from the art. I mean, if you were to say, "I'm not going to listen to any music uh, from anyone." who ever uttered a lyric that had a hint of uh, racism or sexism about it, you you would be cutting 50% or 60% of all the artists that ever lived from your playlist. But I think the important thing is to be aware and to be conscious of things. Um, because I, I don't agree with the idea of just switch off your brain and enjoy the sound and and tap your foot. Because, I mean, it's important to switch off your brain sometimes, enjoy the music and tap your foot. But it's also important to be aware of the messages that are coming through in the music that then feed into your own thinking and feed into the culture. I'll give you an example, Mm. right? song I always liked, um, uh, the Bee Gees, Nights on Broadway. Listened to it recently and I suddenly realised, whoa, hold on a second. This is a song about a stalker. And I googled stalker songs, okay? More than a hundred songs came up, all right? Including songs that you hear on the radio every day. There at the top of the list was the police. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching (laughs) you. And, you know, you do have a sexist culture in society and... TV, film, music, Mm. art can feed into it unless you're very conscious of what you're listening to. So be conscious, be aware. Doesn't mean you have to switch off the radio.
0: What do you find difficult to listen to or watch, Regina? I mentioned The Cosby Show. You see, because, you know, Dr. Huxtable as a character. I mean, it's very, it is nigh on impossible to look at him as a character and separate him from Bill Cosby. I mean, Bill Cosby was kind of playing himself without... All the awfulness, but you know, it really know was it. Bill so, of Cosby on stage.
2: So I give you two examples. One, both on of them are topical. We're talking about Marcy today, but we can also include Kevin Spacey. So, and he's topical because it's in in the current affairs uh, reporting at the moment. House of Cards. You now, maybe it's just because I like politics and I like kind of TV drama, I absolutely loved that. And I probably watched it three or four times before the releva- yeah. revelations, allegations um, come out. It's kind of hard now to see it in the same kind of way. It's the same with Morrissey. When Morrissey, like, so again, I tell you, we grew up, loved the songs, used to listen to them for hours in the bedroom on your Walkman. Uh, regardless of whether you really understood the messages or not, it was still hugely enjoyable. Now I look at his rantings in the last couple of years about women who've come forward finally to talk about their experiences. And he's so derogatory. You can't kind of think, oh, Jesus, like, how, how can some rational person with so much talent be so irrational you know, and dopey. And so it doesn't, Okay, change the songs that I listened to years ago and the appreciation or how it made me feel then. But it now makes me realise that when you do grow up, music, art, film, pictures maybe do take on different meanings because you've changed. And so that brings us right back to everything is about the personal. What you appreciate in something is what you take out of it or what you put into it. What the artist meant you to do, you may get it, you may not get it. You may get something totally different. So... Mm. But it is, like, I think that's human. If if I really, really was mad about somebody and then suddenly I determine or heard that they did something that isn't acceptable, and it's not to be highbrow or, you know, morally authoritative, but if something, if a behaviour isn't acceptable, then it does change your view of I them. Mean, you can't look at them as this person that you're drawn to anymore, to yeah. want to watch or want to appreciate, or it's the same with music. So... I don't listen to the, the Smiths anymore. Maybe it's because I'm older now. But, you know, I still listen to Bruce Springsteen. I still listen to Peter Gabriel. Manic Street Preachers were in the 90s. I can remember jumping up and down four feet off the ground. But again, their messages probably meant something totally different to me then to what they would mean to me today. So, uh,
0: so Mick, in in some cases, is it about the ability to, to create that separation in our mind? You know, like, again, the Bill Cosby one is easy. Uh, it, or is it, it, it's harder to make that separation? It, it's easier to make it. It's easier to maybe watch Goodwill Hunting that was produced by Harvey Weinstein because Harvey Weinstein's not in it. You don't see him. It's just mm. a name that flashes up the Weinstein Production Company at the start of the movie. So it's easier for us to, maybe to compartmentalize and think, you know, that has nothing to do with my enjoyment of the film. Impossible to do that with Bill Cosby.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably a, a sharp enough observation. I mean, everyone will have their one or two things that they just, you know, as soon as they hear it, they just say, no, I can't yeah. go there. You know, uh, the music of Gary Glitter. Now, that's something, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but
2: were you ever into it in the first place? And so it hasn't, like, your view probably hasn't changed because you now know he's, he's a, ugh. like, I don't think that's probably something you would have ever appreciated in the first instance. So. Yeah,
1: when I was 10, you know, rock and roll part, whatever it is, mm. you know. Uh, But when you're watching the movie The Joker and that song comes on, it's like the hair stands up on the the back of your neck, all right? Um, So, you know, I mean, John Lennon was, by his own admission, violent towards his first wife. Mm. I think that John Lennon probably looked in the mirror and at a certain point decided I have to change alright. I'm aware of that when I listen to a Beatles song but it's not going to stop me from listening to enjoying and loving the music of the Beatles. But I'm glad that I know that rather than that I'm ignorant of it. You need to be informed and then make conscious choices I think. Uh, The poetry of Philip Larkin. Can you enjoy that? Philip Larkin? Oh well I don't know a huge amount about him except I know that he was... He was racist, it's fairly horrible for views, sure, yeah. and I mean, a Tory with a capital T in, 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 in the old fashioned uh, style. Uh, so but. Did he write that poem about Lady Chatterley in 1963?
0: About well, uh, yeah, your mum and dad and the, thing, the, the effect they have on you. Oh, well, that's uh, a great poem. <laughs> it is a know? great poem. Um, so, like, again, I, I kind of made this point at the start, Regina. It strikes me we could kind of sit here and kind of list off examples. It, it's, it is kind of, it is totally subjective Mm. And it's kind of case by case, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, which, there's very few people who would say, right, if anybody has a blot on their copybook at a right. personal level, I will not enjoy any art that they create, so regardless of the art. So I think it's true
2: everything. You make excuses for people that you like or people that you love. Like. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's true in every walk of life, right? So there are artists, and I, I said this to a researcher last night, so we just as the example when we were trying to tease through what today's subject was about other than just music. You take the spice bag, um, Adam Doyle's... Uh, depiction of a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah. There are huge amounts of people that think his artistry, uh, and that wasn't the first one, obviously. Previously, he had a, a picture of Arlene Foster um, and Boris Johnson on top of a, a bonfire in Northern Ireland, depicting, obviously, the time of the year. That Like, he's hugely provocative, but he's a good artist. I don't agree with his message. I don't agree with his his prodding, but he's entitled to be provocative in whatever way he wants to. But I can look at his art and think, yeah, he's actually quite talented. It doesn't mean that I think, you know, I shouldn't think that he's not talented, that he's not a good artist just because I don't agree with his message. Um, It goes back again. You're subjective in how you view, whether it's the music, you know, the records, the poem, the the article, the, the novel. But if you like it, you'll make excuses for the person if they have made a mistake. If you've decided that you don't really like or can't excuse it, then you'll go off it. So it is totally subjective. And I do think we... Change and chop, depending on your own personal views, and so.
0: All right. Well, listen. It's been a, an interesting uh, mm. discussion uh, uh, this week. Uh, so, thanks a million, both of you, for coming in and taking part. Mick Barry, socialist TD for Cork North Central, and Regina Doherty Gael, a senator.
1: The hard shoulder
2: with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.